Hey there, and welcome to another week of Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He is Dion Clisso of Preps KC. As always, our topic is high school football here in Kansas City. What's going on, Dion? We sporting the uh, East Coast, Virginia. <laughs> Go Hoos. Go Hoos. Uh, I have uh, sang that song in a, sta- a football stadium, and uh, uh, good, good friends of mine all, all went to Virginia. I went to high school out in Virginia Beach, and this is the old school logo. The new logo is, I think most people know with the swords and yeah. you see on everything. And uh, so this is their old school baseball throwback. It's a throwback hat. Um, I had several of these fitted hats back in the day um, when I would go to, uh, I, I spent some good times at the University of Virginia. I never attended a class there, but uh, <laughs> several, several good weekends. Um, in fact, I was there. They had never beaten Clemson. They played them 29 times going into like the 1990 game, had never beaten them. Um, and I went to that game where they won. Um, both goalposts were down with a minute and a half to go. Uh, and so it was as crazy a, a atmosphere. It was, you know, those, those were my first college football experiences were was at the University of Virginia, and it was a, it was a good time. And they've got some cool traditions there. Like uh, they, they were so bad in the 50s and 60s. They had like decades where they won like three games. And that, so their tradition was that they would all dress up. I mean, it's, it's jacket and tie. Yeah. Uh, when you go to a Virginia game as a student, uh, and the reasoning was back in the day was, well, it's a little bit of an elitist school. They were like, well, we're going to be making a lot more money and the other teams can be working for yeah. us. So we're going to go ahead and dress like that. <laughs> so no, good times at the university of Virginia Charlottesville. And, um, yeah. in recent years, they're pretty good in basketball. They had that one there, but in fact, uh, Great in basketball. Yeah. National uh, in championship. Fact, the year that they went to the national Despite championship losing game. to the number 16 seed. Yes. The year before, um, the, that, that was a fun night. Uh, Missouri lost. Creighton, my wife's team lost. My follow all lost within like 45 minutes of each other yeah. on that, that Friday night in the tournament. So that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, if you ever get a chance to go out to Charlottesville, it's a great, it's a great town, great college town. We've got a couple of locals going out to ACC outposts this week. Mizzou going to uh, Boston college KU taking on Duke. Fortunately, it's uh, on the football field and not on the basketball court. But yeah, I, I saw a, a Virginia beat a Steve Spurrier coach Duke team uh, my freshman year of college. So that nice. was I've, I've been there for that. But uh, I don't really know if I still count Boston College as an ACC team, but I guess by name they are. You have to. I guess, right? I guess, if, I guess if, we're, if Mizzou's SEC, then they're ACC. I guess it is. Yeah, exactly. So, instead of just a big eight, big East or whatever independent matchup. Right. Well, I love it. I said our only topic is high school football here in Kansas City. We've been the last three minutes talking about <laughs> college football. football somehow. <laughs> uh, turn the hat around so I don't get distracted. Uh, all right, here we go. We're heading into week uh, four in Kansas, week five in Missouri. Let's look back on last week. First, Oak Grove gave Odessa a run. That, that really surprised me. That was, uh, I know rivalry games, a lot of times, you know, you throw the, the records out the window. And that was the case this time around. But Odessa looked so good for, what, three years? Yeah. I, think I just chalked that up to another lopsided victory. So good on Oak Grove for taking that down to the wire. Well, and, and you know, Oak Grove's defense had been just run all over the two weeks before. They gave up 110 points. And, you know, Odessa's quarterback got hurt the week before. They were breaking a new quarterback in. It is a rivalry game. It was at Oak Grove. I, I, I'm not really sure to say, well, maybe Odessa isn't as good as we thought they were. I mean, they're currently ranked number one. Um, but at the same time, it kind of, there's some other games along that, that line that just throw some shadows out there and you go, well, Blair Oaks, who was number one, lost to Boonville, who's three and one. Boonville's only lost us to Pleasant Hill, who was undefeated until they went down to Buffalo and lost a one-point game there. Uh, there's a, 
we got to play a few more weeks. I need to see Odessa play Excelsior and center if they get a chance to play them and, and, and Warrensburg and those teams that they get deeper in. Because I think Oak Grove's not a bad team. They just – the two weeks that they got crushed and gave up so many points, it just made you think defense wasn't that good. So, I'm not – I'm not good for them. It was a good game back and forth. And um, so, just that, – that game raises more questions than, than it gives answers. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, absolutely. Um, Stand on the Missouri side, another eye-opening week for, uh, for Lee Summit North. I mean, just hammering uh, Ray Peck. And the Broncos are out to four now. I mean, we, we thought it was Liberty North. Going to be Lee Summit North against the best team on the on the Missouri side. Well, and I I still lean towards Liberty North because even in that loss that they've had, that's a better team than anybody else that's played sure. here in the Metro. Uh, and you know, unfortunately, Liberty North didn't get to play last week. That they were staley COVIDed out on them. So uh, you know, well, we're going to find out even more about Lee Summit North this this week. Uh, they they play Blue, Blue Valley North, and um, the one question for Lee Summit North has been one of their issues they've had in the past is. When they get down, they have a hard time kind of rallying. And they've been front runners every single game they've had this year. So the, they haven't faced any adversity. I think their leadership is maybe a little better than they've had in the past. Uh, but I, I think that how they react to adversity is going to be is going to be big for them. Um, I think they will get some adversity this week with Henry Martin because I think he's got some big time players around him and they're going to find some. But th- there's a there's a lot of talent on the field with Blue Valley North and, and Lee Summit North. There's there's quite a few. Um, if not D1, you know, FCS or D2 players between those two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Or on the Kansas side, kind of similar to that good loss for Oak Grove. I thought Lawrence Free State played a great game um, at Olathe North, and that thing was tied late and ended up being 21-7 Olathe North. But, man, how far has Free State come from no wins last year to being this close to knocking off maybe the best team in the Sunflower? Well, you know, they've got some good athletes, and and I think that they – I think it just snowballed on them last year. You know, when they lost the Bowden kid, um, I think that that kind of just, you know, kind of shook them a little COVID, bit. They're kind of on again, off again. It's yeah. That, off. I think it just snowballed on them. I think the games, I think for them, it was like the games that they had, they drew really good teams. I mean, and, you know, like they, they said, oh, we need to pick up a game. They picked up a DeSoto that was good. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like they didn't, they got unlucky and, and it snowballed on them. But I think they had a good group of people coming back and, and hats off to them for turning things around and being in that game. And, you know, they scored on Olathe North and the, the quote from Olathe North was like, Oh, that kind of woke us up. We can't give up a touchdown. I mean, they had been dominant so much. And I, I think it's, it's something to keep an eye on, you know, unfortunately for them, they go to the other side with Derby um, and Derby looks like they're Derby. And so, you know, in a, in a year where they may have, a, they may have had a chance that it could be, you know, Olathe North or Blue Valley North or, or Blue Valley Northwest. There's a lot of teams out there that may knock each other off. Mm-hmm. The path for for Free State is where it's been the last five years, and that's to go through Derby. Well, we'll talk about about them later on. They got to get out of town first, right? Lawrence is uh, is undefeated yeah. uh, through three games so far as well. Um, is this the best the Blue Valleys as a whole have been? We talk about North and Northwest all the time. But it seems like West and Blue Valley are right there, maybe just kind of a tier below, and then Southwest. Playing good football so far. Yeah, I, I all five of them since they've been there. There's been five of them. This is easily the best they've been because even the first few years of, of Southwest and they made they won a district in in four A and uh, Bill Lowe had them playing pretty good. Blue Valley West wasn't very good. Blue Valley North was god awful. I mean, they didn't like they won one game. It, it, now they're all they're all competitive and and you know Blue Valley West might be the 
third or fourth best team in the district and might be the sixth best team in the state of Kansas. State. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, no, I, agree. I mean, sixth or seventh, depending on, you know, the Blue Valley, Blue Valley West game is a toss up game and, and Southwest, you know, they changed their schedule a few years back. I don't know if I agreed or disagreed with dropping me Asian Aquinas off their schedule. Um, but they look like they're, um, they are more competitive. Um, they, you know, they're playing teams like Leavenworth and, and DeSoto and teams like that. And, and that's, that's the teams they are going to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So good for them, but no, you're right. Blue Valley though, they gave up a ton of points to Lee summit scored 60 plus. Um, their only losses to Northwest North hasn't lost. Um, Northwest West, West only North loss, has, I think is to one is of to, them is to North. Yeah. Um, Southwest has two losses and it's to Blue Valley West and to Blue Valley North. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like their only losses really are against each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see they're, they're all playing really well. And um, you know, four of them go in six A and, and, and Southwest goes in a five A that looks, you know, it's, I, looks like they win some games in the East side, honestly. Yeah. And, and I think if they can get a decent seed and you know, Aquinas is a good team, but, Miege kind of showed the way. If you can make them, you know, settle for three here or there and, and make them play either behind or even with you, yeah. their passing game is not in a position yeah. right now where they can move down the field quickly and score. So, um, you know, Mill Valley is playing well, but they have, they, they'll get tested. This is the, one of their first tests. Against I think we'll find out. We'll talk about Lawrence that. This we'll week. find out this week, maybe just, okay, how, how, how good they are. Same with Lawrence. Um, yeah. And so, no, I, I think that the West side maybe for once has more depth in 5A than the, uh, than the East side does. Yeah, it does. Uh, They've got a lot of good teams on the West side. Uh, speaking of that uh, aquinas Miege game, was that touch – was that a good – did you say that the pass at the end that basically won it for the <laughs> touchdown pass for Miege? Was that touchdown I, or would you wave that off? I thought it was a touchdown. Um, I, I really enjoyed the person on Twitter when uh, Adam Burns wrote his column about the, the kicker and the, the, his – cousin who died and all that other stuff and the guy's like yeah but what about the touchdown i'm like yeah that's the spot to, to <laughs> re to re-argue the game on friday night is the about the kicker whose cousin died yeah right, that's yeah. that's yeah um and the, and the guy and burns kind of you know nicely said you know i was more focused on that but the, the guy kind of backed off but hey twitter twitter wins again um I think, you know, it's tough. Those calls are so tough. And those well, guys it's different are in high school. People don't realize we're so used to watching on Saturdays and Sundays where the burden of proof for a catch is so much more. Yes. Uh, to where you have to make the football move and the two steps and high school is around with it. High school didn't high school yeah. didn't rewrite those rules back yeah. 10, 12 years ago or whenever college and the NFL did. I've seen it a few times where like, wait, what? How would you call that a catch? And you remember, okay, high school stayed with the, old kind of judgment rule of like did he have it were the feet down for a split second i'm calling that a catch yeah so i mean that's there's that's funny how the rules are different between each level and some are more you would think in a in a my, my favorite is holding you know in the nfl it's 10, 10 yards and in, in college it's 10 yards from the line of scrimmage if it's behind the line of scrimmage in high school it's 10 from the spot of the foul so if your left tackle is six yards deep it's a, and holds, it's a 15 yard penalty most times. Yeah. Yeah. It's 15 yards. And it's like, it's the most punitive oh. penalty. Some of their penalties are more punitive in high school oh, when absolutely. people are, when On people are learning the game. Yeah. The, you know, killer. Yeah. When they're learning the game. I mean, it, it's, that's, that's one of the reasons I, I think in high school football, it's like some of the calls are, are just, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't supplant the craziest high school football rule out there where 
if you miss a field goal, no matter where you miss it, you can miss it from the 49-yard line. The other team gets it at the 20. It's better than a punt? Better than a punt. Yeah. <laughs> times. Absolutely. Why aren't you trying to, to, trying to miss field goals, basically? Uh, yeah. All right, we digress. <laughs> um, kudos maybe to, to Lee Summit and those Blue Valley schools. At least some schools that are, that are crossing the state lines. I love that stuff. They try to perform with what the Sunflower and the Suburban Leagues. This is kind of a mini version of that. I love that. I think I think every conference should give their schools one bye week to go play whoever you want. And I think it should be encouraged to go get those out-of-state teams. Well, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, the Suburban Conference, the scheduling committee that's led by Brandon Hart, who's the AD over at Green Valley, um, they've been wanting to do this for a long time. They did the Sunflower Showdown. Sunflower Suburban Showdown. It didn't go well for the Sunflower League. And I think they won one game in two years. Yeah. Um, it would have been better if, and they tried to get the EKL in at that time and they didn't want to do it. Yes. Um, if they would have put this EKL in and they, you, you truly could have had almost all of them play, it would have, it, the, the spread would have been better. The, yes. the matchups would have been better. And I think right. it would have been greater for everybody else. But then two years ago, this is a two year cycle they're on right now. Um, they, the, the Blue Valley's had some openings and they wanted to do this. And I think it's fantastic uh, that they are. And, and you see Raytown playing Blue Valley West. You see Blue Valley North and uh, Lee Summit North. And you saw Lee Summit and Blue Valley last week. And I, I think it's good for everybody. And I, I hope that encourages them to do more um, because I think it's, it's a situation where if you, if you just play your own teams all the time, it's tough. And, the, you know, the Sunflower League is so big now, that's all they play. They only play each other. And I think it makes it harder well, we'll see play like two thirds of each other. Cause you're, yes. you're not, you're not catching, I think five teams every year. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mill Valley loved it in the EKL. I mean, they got tough games. They, they won state championships with two and three losses. Yeah. You know, we'll see as it goes on, you know, it, it being in the, in the Sunflower league is a, is a hindrance to them because you can have a year where you go eight and zero in the regular season and not play anyone. And you could, you know, you could be, five and four and played the other team, you know, four and four and played the other four tough teams. Yeah. It's just so random because there's so many teams. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, let's look ahead to this week. Uh, your Remax big three games got to start here. Blue Valley North and Lee Summit North. That's on the Kansas side. That counts towards the Kansas side because they're playing <laughs> at, at Swidak over at Blue Valley Northwest. Um, what are the chances that this is the best team on the Kansas side facing the best team on the Missouri side? I think they're both in the conversation. Um, they're both teams that can play for a state championship. Um, both teams that can win a state championship. Uh, and if you're, and if you're each team, it's such a great matchup for you because, you know, Blue Valley North, they saw Derby in the state championship game. Lee Summit North looks a lot like Derby. They got size. They like to run the ball. They've got a quarterback who makes good decisions. The defense is tough. Fantastic game for them. You're Lee Summit North. Um, and, and you're, you're not going to play too many teams that throw the ball like Blue Valley North does. And you're going to find out about your defense right there and, and your ability to, to adjust there and, and, and make your offense play in a little bit more of a, a wide open uh, situation there too. So I think it's fantastic for both teams. And, uh, you know, Liberty North and a Blue Valley Northwest uh, may have something to say about that or even Blue Valley or Blue Valley West or, you know, who knows, a, a Ray Peck. Uh, could jump up in that as well if they can kind of get their offense situated. Um, but no, it's, uh, you know, two teams that are both ranking the top five of their state and deservedly so. Yeah. Mill Valley hosting Lawrence. Look, Dion, this is, both these schools lost 18 starters from last year. <laughs> Not combined. Mill Valley lost 18 starters. Lawrence lost 18 starters. 
Here they are. Neither one's played the toughest schedule in the world, but here they are back both undefeated and towards the top of the Sunflower League. I could, you could fit all the returning starters from these two teams in a minivan, okay? And yet here they are, both uh, both kind of reloading. I think that speaks a lot to the culture there and the, the coaching, obviously, with uh, Appleby and Bowen. Well, and, you know, Clint Bowen comes in, Steve Rampey left and went over to Staley and um, had a great uh, conversation with Clint Bowen. I, I'd never met him, um, so it was the first time I really had a chance to talk to him and um, with our radio show on 94.5 ESPN, Kansas City. And uh, it's – he's – he, you know, I, I could see why from a distance, the KU people loved him. And he was always kind of that, you know, he took over his interim people like, well, what about Clint Bowen? You know, they, they always well, you know, stuck around forever through all those yes. different coaching. Regimes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and just a well thought, you know, organized guy. And you could see where you know, he's taking over Steve Rampey, who knows what he's doing. So that program was in good hands, but he came in and, and, and figured out what, what he wanted to change and what he didn't want to change. And, and he's got him playing really well. They changed some stuff on offense. A little bit, but uh, you know, and he he talked about Mill Valley. He's like, that's the that's the kind of program you want to have is how the consistency and, and how everybody's doing the same thing. And um, so, no, I think it's a great matchup for both of them. Uh, you know, they played some of the both have played some of the bottom feeders in the Sunflower League, and it's tough to tough to kind of tell how good you are. I mean, you're winning games, you're, you're racking up yards and points, but uh, if you're if you're just if you're playing teams that just don't have the the same level with you it's tough to get better where I think these two teams, well, I think, I think I like Mill Valley a little bit better than Lawrence in terms of what I've seen so far that they're both going to have to come out and play. And I think they both have similar type athletes and, and it should be a good game. I'll tell you, Bowen, the best thing is maybe he brought his kid to play. I mean, Baylor yeah. Bowen, his son, big six, four wide receiver makes some circus catches. He's been a big time target so far, uh, so far for them should be a good one on Friday night. Uh, and lastly here, Olathe North, I believe at Olathe West, meaning yeah, Seaback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So an Olathe West team that that dropped one early that you didn't think was going to happen, Olathe Northwest, but then they came back with a vengeance uh, last week and might be hitting their stride. Yeah. And, you know, the they start out the first couple of weeks and uh, Mason McGavern. McGavern. I, I have a hard time. Yeah. I have a hard time. There's a V, an odd V in that that I, I, I try to make sure he, he was more dual threat and was leading the team in rushing where Anthony Fabio. He might be better runner than passer, man. He runs yeah, all and, over the and, place. Yeah. And then last week, I'm assuming somebody said, oh, we're going to spy us if Fabro goes for 215 yards or whatever it was. So they really are are offensively pretty good and, and they're going to be tested. I mean, Olathe North's really good defensively and um, and it, this is going to be a, a, for them probably their toughest test against their offense. But Olathe West is, is young. Um, they have a lot of new starters on that team as well, but they, they are starting to round into form. And you're seeing what TJ O'Neill has done with that program since he started it. Uh, you know, they've, they've done it. This is kind of like their second round of graduating a team and kind of coming through. Um, you know, don't forget they made it to the 5A semifinals a few years ago and lost to Aquinas. Like, uh, I think that was their first year playing varsity. Yeah, it was their first football. year playing varsity football. So uh, they do such a good job over there. And, and I think Olathe West is a, is a team. Um, to keep an eye on and and this we'll find out a lot about them and, and then Olathe North they just kind of keep rolling along the thing I like about Olathe North is that they're throwing the ball this year Noah Palmer number 30 they gotta love that 30 as, as your quarterback I know I love it uh, yeah. and uh, he threw for 200 and some yards last week yeah uh, they can do that now and and that's not something not that I mean not that they haven't had some good quarterbacks they have in the last 10 years some guys who could throw it but they they're looking to throw a little more they're a little more balanced than they've been and that makes them tough to tough to beat because there was sometimes you could just load the box on them 
and, and, and try and stop them that way. Now they had an Arlen Bruce or, you know, Victor Simmons or some of those guys like that, that uh, you know, that, that helps. So um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a great game. And, and I, I think, you know, you look at the late, the schools, these two definitely have been the two best the last few years. Yeah. And like the West, look, they were down to Shawnee Mission Northwest a couple of weeks ago. They came all the way, way back and won, and that looks like a good win. Now. Yeah, Shawnee Mission Northwest, Northwest is, did a late the East. Yeah, Shawnee Mission Northwest is getting their feet underneath them a little bit, um, and, and they, they, you know, Blake Reeder, their quarterback, is stepping in, and um, some good guys. It's, they had a lot of guys they had to replace. It was a pretty big senior class, yeah. and uh, no, Shawnee Mission Northwest is starting to look, and that just that just shows what Bo Black has has made that a program, not just oh hey we had a good group of kids come through. I mean, right, that, exactly. that says a lot about Shawnee Mission Northwest. Um, all right, over on the Missouri side, of the Remax big three games. You've got Blue Valley West, I assume at Raytown. Is that right? Yes, at uh, Raytown. Another one of those intersectional uh, interstate battles. I love. And you know, and uh, we talked with Coach Logan Minnick, and he's excited. Well, first off, Raytown hasn't played in two weeks, so they're excited to get out there. They they were coveted out for two weeks, and, um, but no, it, the that's the one question is the rust. Is, are they going to be you know kind of ready when the whistle blows and get that going? But this is. Two teams that like to run the ball, like to be physical, and, and it should be a, a pretty good, a pretty good game for both of them. Um, you know, Blue Valley West isn't going to see an option team like this too much until maybe they get to like an Olathe North or, or somebody like that. I mean, it, this is a this is more of a true option. Maybe throw the ball ten times a game type team. And if you're if you're Raytown, this physical team, a big physical team that can run it and throw it, is going to be a team that you're going to have to beat. You know, down the line in Class Five. So this is for both these. They can just go to school in this game. Yeah. And find out about toughness. And, and like I said, if they can come out healthy on both ends, it's good for both teams. Fordo, Sage, and Belton. What do you give the nod Talk, to in this one? Uh, I think Fordo, Sage has played a better schedule. Their uh, defensive or offensive line should be fully healthy. They put When they lost North Kansas City the week before or two weeks ago, uh, the left side of their offensive line was uh, quarantined. So they the quarterback was running for his life that's not that's not the defensive line you want to have two of your guys no. two or three of your guys missing you, you need all all those guys they bounced back last week got a pretty easy win over a van horn team that they got that game kind of thrown together because they were supposed to play raytown uh van horn i think was supposed to play hogan prep so uh you know they they hadn't played each other in a long time that they got a good win you know belton's kind of in that that spot where we talk about you know teams that haven't played you know they've gotten wins and they've handled their business uh oak park's probably the toughest team that belton's played and they got a good win over them uh, but that, you know, you gotta, you got, they, they're, they're stepping up now. They're going to find out. You talk mm-hmm. to coach Todd Bond and he's like, we're going to find out exactly what we're, where we're at the next yeah. few, few weeks. They've got Raytown. They've got fourth. They've got, uh, I think Grain Valley. So, I mean, they've got some teams that are pretty good. Um, and, but they, they've beaten some decent teams, some, some improving teams. Let's just put it that way. But yeah. now they're kind of taking a step up. So uh, I think it's a good game. They both, both are good teams and fun to watch play. Platte County taking on Smithville uh, this week. I can't wait for this matchup. What a great one. You have Platte County in Class 5, Smithville rolling along in Class 4. I think it's a great kind of litmus test game for, like, a Smithville saying, okay, how good are you? How good can you be? You got a monster here in Class 5 in Platte County. And for Platte County, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good opponent in, in, a, in a lower class. Well, and, and it's uh, – we talked with uh, Coach Ambrosian at Smithville for the, for the radio show. He told us before we went on air, and he's like, well, we knew they – we saw that first week when they lost to Park Hill South. He goes, one, Park Hill South's a good team, so that yeah. wasn't a bad loss even that week. He goes, he goes, we saw them on film, and we're like, oh, they're going to be really good. They're going to get better, and they're going to be good. We just hoped it was after week five. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Because so we were hoping that, that we could, you know, get through there. And, but 29 to nothing, Platte County over North Kansas City last week. Defense showed out. Offense is starting to get some rhythm. 
Um, they're young on the offensive side, new quarterback this year. Uh, the, needless to say, both these coaching staffs and these teams have tons of experience. One was in a state championship game last year. One was in a semifinal and had it won, blew yep. a coverage and lost in the last minute to the eventual champions, Jeff City Elias, and really handled Elias all that. It was, it was a touchdown game, but controlled that game the entire way. Brought back 19 starters off that team, so they're hungry and, and wanting to get back at it. So, uh, you know, I, Smithville is the number one team in, in Class 4, and, and I think that they win or lose, uh, they should still be the number one team. I think they're the best team in the, in the state. Um, and this is a, a great test for both these teams. There was a decent stretch there where they both they played twice a year. So uh, I think mm-hmm. if you're if you're Platte County, this is another test of that defense because Smithville's offense can run the ball, they throw it. The hedge court their quarterback is outstanding, two year starter for them. So it's uh, a great test for Platte County's defense. And then defensively, Smithville's defense is 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 really good. They've been shutting teams out. They gave up some points last week and uh, played against a Raytown South team that hasn't won a game yet but is real athletic. And, and, uh, and Rosen said that uh, they needed to see that speed. They hadn't seen that speed yet. And he, he goes, his kids came off the field. He goes, you could tell them all the time. These kids are fast. You have to take the right angles or else you're not going to get them. Yeah. And he goes, their quarterback ripped off a big, long touchdown run. And the kids came up and like, he's fast coach. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> we told you he's fast. <laughs> so that's what they, you know, that's where Smithville is. They're, you know, they need, they need tougher games and they, and they know they need it because they need to be more battle tested. So they know the, so exactly what they're going to see when it comes to playoff time. Um, last but not least, we've got uh, our game of the week at KSHB 41. We have Van Horn going to Lincoln Prep. Anytime we can go to the Blue Turf, we're going to jump <laughs> on that. That was one of our four uh, games of the week that people could vote on. That one out. Uh, Van Horn excited for this matchup, taking on Lincoln Prep team that's um, undefeated, but maybe more gettable than in years past. Well, you say that, but they beat Cardinal Ritter last week. They were down twenty to nothing. Hey, never mind, not back. gettable. <laughs> I think they're. I I think they're talent wise, maybe not quite as good as they have been in the past, uh, because they had all those D one guys last year. But in terms of of maybe putting things together and winning games, I, I think that this might be a, a better team. Uh, the uh, the results are better. They're doing better in bigger games. Uh, Van Horns get is a team that's improving. They kind of scored with uh, Fort Osage and held them down until – you could see a team like a Fort Osage playing a Van Horn where Van Horn can kind of hang with them for a quarter mm-hmm. or two, and then that depth of Fort Osage starts to yeah. crank things down and that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, I like Lincoln Prep in this game. I'm not, I'm not going to lie, but uh, this is a great Class 4 matchup of teams that, you know, Lincoln Prep's got a game with Maryville coming up. That, that'll give them a good test. Uh, and, and so it, it's, they need these tests. And I, I think Lincoln prep, sometimes when you lose your stars, you, you come in the, the next year and you find out, Oh, we're still pretty good. And, and maybe the chemistry is just a little different. I think maybe this year they've got a little bit better chemistry. Let's talk Simone here before we get out of here. Uh, I mean, you just, uh, Henry Martin's stats are just off the charts. Nobody's close to him in, in yards and touchdowns. No. And, I mean, completions. He is throwing the ball all over the yard for Blue Valley North. 1,100-plus uh, yards. That's like 400 more than the next closest <laughs> in Kansas. 17 touchdowns. That's eight more than yeah. the next closest. Are you kidding me with this guy? He's been outstanding, and I think it's really, you know, this week will be a great test. It's three games, by the way. Three games. I know. Three games. He's, he's pacing for a regular season, a nine game, you know, because 
the ninth game is technically playoffs, but that's you're guaranteed nine games. He's pacing for 51 TDs. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, and uh, now he's off to a great start and he's got, he does a good job of, of really passing it around. And, and, you know, one week it's Jackson Goldberg, one week it's Makai Miller, you know, it, and uh, there's, a, there's a Stratton kid, I think, is another one that has like 200 yards receiving this year. So uh, he's been outstanding. Mikey Pauly at Blue Valley Northwest, you know, his passing numbers may be less than that, but he'll also run for 80 to yeah. 100 yards a game. Um, so he's been great. You know, Winthrop Williams got off, to, had, had two games against uh, Liberty North and Lee Summit North where he got held down, but now he's back to putting up 160, 170 yards a game. Um, last weekend, their win over, over Lee Summit West. So, you know, you look on the Missouri side and, and some guys – Jaden Doss is that he's kind of been receiving, kind of been running the ball. So he's his numbers are kind of all over the place. They're like him and, uh, and Will Williams are maybe in the same boat because they've lost steam because they've lost a couple games. Yeah, that that does hurt you. And and then you know, Trey Baker at, at least up in north is is putting up nice numbers, but when he he's slotting in behind Paulie and and uh Martin, he's you know putting up the third or fourth best numbers. And and you look and say, Oh, well, what's the other really good team? What are they doing? Liberty North, well, they play two quarterbacks and three running backs and have seven receivers. They've got so many players. It's they don't have one guy who's who's really, you know, Sam Van Dyne's a nice quarterback, but the the, the sophomore that plays with him too makes great plays. So I, you know, that that's that's kind of where the Simone race is right now. Those two guys at the top, and then maybe a Trey Baker. So and then is Harrisonville in the area? Are they allowed? They're they're in the Fontana. I mean, uh, Jace Reynolds is you know rolling along his brother they, right. they were held down a little bit this week i mean i think he only had 85 yards this week which is the lowest he's still total 34 per game <laughs> yeah so i mean he, he, i think i'd say fontana, carry. fontana he's definitely easily the, the lead dog in that so um and we'll find out that you know warnsburg was their first big test in the conference they still have odessa they still have um center to play and, and things like yeah. that so it, it's it's definitely gonna be a good one but no yeah. i I think Martin and Paulie are definitely yeah. the, the two that are kind of. How about a dark leading. horse, a running back from Kansas, Sean Carroll, a junior at, at uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, is averaging over 200 yards rushing a game. Of course, he has 91 carries so far. He's averaging over 30 carries yeah. per game than just, I mean, just a workhorse for Aquinas. Yeah. And I think, you know, as they go, you know, because the question is going to be people are going to eventually say, there's 11 in the box. Yeah. And, and I mean, now he's big and physical and, and yeah, can break a, a lot of tackles. Tank. He's, Tank's yeah, he's to the outside. Tank Young was and just used burst speed. Sean Carroll, all those Carroll boys are just big wrestling, tough, tough kids. Yeah. So no, I, I, he's another dark horse guy too. And so uh, we'll see, we get about how, like, this is week five, week four. We're going to start to see some guys shake out of this real, real quick. Yep. Should be fun. All right. Any final thoughts, Dion? No, I, we're finally, we're, it, we're through September. I always feel like the football season kind of starts in October. Yeah. You get through all this stuff. I mean, it's COVID, it's another COVID year. So, you know, who knows what the phone's going to ring and, uh, or get a text from somebody or, sure. you know, or Sean Bellman over at Spectrum with his update little post-it note on his little Twitter account. <laughs> this team needs a game. This yeah. team needs a game. So yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how, how it all shakes out. The, the last shout out is to Baser Linwood and center plan last week. That was on, cool, yeah. On five, a good five game hours too. notes. And great I mean, game. There's no, there's no game planning, no time for game planning. We're just, just going to coach. We're playing you. And it was a fantastic game. Two good coaches. It's a, it was revenge for one Rod Stahlbomber after Ryan DeLong beat him in the all-star game back in 2016. That's right. yeah. So, it, and two good coaches and, and really, unfortunately for center, they're COVID out this week. So they, they, oh man, they had, they had a tough week last week trying to find an opponent. And now they're, they're out too. So. 
unfortunately, but that's a good young team that's that's growing. And and Jacory Juice Love, another good yeah. game for them at tailback, the sophomore tailback. And so yeah, it's uh, that was that was kind of the fun part last week. That, that was a fun game to have just yeah. thrust upon us at noon on Friday. Yeah, awesome stuff. As we are just about to the halfway point of the regular season, both in Kansas and Missouri. Right, for Dion, I'm Nick. Be sure to check out all the coverage online at prepskc.com and on air at uh, on uh, KSHB 41. Dion will be on air with us as well for our Under the Light show, 1015 to 1030, right here on uh, KSHB 41. Dion, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.